Greetings. Thank you all for returning. We extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. I am Pastor John, welcoming our global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church, for anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Last week we learned, Mr. Barnes said, God has but one mode of justifying men. This means, whether Jew or Gentile, whether male or female, God has but one mode of justifying men and women. Remember, the usage of the word men in this way is indicative of both men and women, or mankind. Further, all we need is faith in God and to be saved from sin by Him. It really is that simple, whether you believe that or not. We also learned three things. One, they, us, showed, shows the weakness of men. Two, their, our, liability to fall into sin. Three, their, our, need of the divine protection. This should demonstrate that over much time, nothing has changed in this regard. We also learned, God's will for you is not necessarily the same as God's will for me, even though his will for both of us takes us both home. This is despite the fact there may be one or more close similarities. All of us depend on a... To find out more, listen to our previous episode titled The Illustration of Justification, Part 6, posted on February 11th. This week, our study is titled The Expectation of Justification, Part 1. Our scripture reads, Therefore, since we have been declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of God's glory. Not only this, but we also rejoice in sufferings, knowing that sufferings produce endurance, and endurance character, and character hope. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. From Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. To note, verse 1 and 2 are one sentence in my Bible. As a result, as we examine this passage, we will examine both halves of the sentence independently. For clarity, verse 1 reads, Therefore, since we have been declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. How are we declared righteous? It is a good thing 
to be declared righteous by faith because we then have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. As you can see, righteousness by faith and peace with God are coupled together. Meaning, simply, you cannot have one without the other. Yet, the question still remains, how are we declared righteous? The design of this chapter, which has usually been considered as one of the most difficult portions of the New Testament, especially Romans chapter 5, verses 12 through 21, is evidently to show the results or benefits of the doctrine of justification by faith. That doctrine the apostle had now fully established. He had shown in the previous chapters, one, that men were under condemnation for sin. Two, that this extended alike to the Jews and the Gentiles. Three, that there was no way of escape now but by the doctrine of pardon, not by personal merit, but by grace. Four, that this plan was fully made known by the gospel of Christ. And five, that this was no new doctrine, but was, in fact, substantially the same by which Abraham and David had been accepted before God. From Barnes, New Testament Notes. The first blessed effect and sweet fruit of our justification by faith is peace and reconciliation with God. Pardon and peace go together and accompany one another, a sinner being discharged from guilt and thereby from his obnoxiousness to God's wrath, is instantly brought into a state of friendship and reconciliation with God, for there is no middle state betwixt his favor and his wrath. Learn hence, one, that peace is proclaimed in heaven betwixt God and every justified person whatsoever the enmity betwixt God and such a soul being taken away. Peace, I say, is proclaimed in the sinner's conscience. A person may be in a state of peace and yet want the sense of peace. Again, there is a twofold peace with God, one which is opposite to God's paternal anger as a father. Now, the apostle here speaks of the former. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God. That is, God has no more hostile enmity against us and will not satisfy his justice upon us by punishing us. But if we offend him, we shall certainly fall under his frowns and chastisements and feel the effects of his heavy displeasure as an angry father! Exclamation point. Learn, too, 
that our reconciliation with God is settled upon a sure foundation by Jesus Christ. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus, that is, through him as a mediator betwixt God and us. He made peace by the blood of his cross. Colossians chapter 1 verse 20, that is, by his blood shed upon the cross, his meritous satisfaction brought us into a state of peace and reconciliation, and his prevailing intercession keeps us in it. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. From Expository Notes with Practical Observations on the New Testament by William Burkett. From these two commentary passages, there are nine items we want to learn. Starting in our first commentator's passage, we learn that the design of this chapter, which has usually been considered as one of the most difficult portions of the New Testament, is evidently to show results or benefits of the doctrine of justification by faith. That doctrine the apostle had now fully established. He had shown in the previous chapters five things. One, that men were under condemnation for sin. We should know that man has been and still is unforgiven for sin. This means men and women, Jew and Gentile. We should remember Adam and Eve. Once they had sinned, all of us were condemned by God as sinners. Many people enjoy sinning and frequently the results of it. This is one reason why not sinning is more difficult for us to do especially for any reasonable or longer length of time. While it may seem unfair, men and women both have sinned ever since Adam and Eve. Two, that this extended alike to the Jews and the Gentiles. As you can see, this issue pertains to all men and women whether Jew or Gentile. From Adam and Eve to present, no one escapes God's eye and thus his judgment. 3. That there was no way of escape now but by the doctrine of pardon, not by personal merit, but by grace. Notice, there is no way of escape no matter how hard one tries to find that escape from God, only by the doctrine of pardon, not by personal merit, but by grace will we find that pardon of all our sins. According to Scripture, those past sins, our current sins, and even our future sins God will forgive if we only ask him. 4. This plan was fully made known by the gospel of Christ. 
As you can see, Christ really did die and rise again to save our souls. This plan is made known by the gospel of Christ that we can also find in our Bibles. One only needs to turn to the four Gospels in the New Testament, for starters, to find out what a person needs to know in this regard. 5. That this was no new doctrine, but was in fact substantially the same by which Abraham and David had been accepted before God. We should note, that this is no new doctrine. The reason we know this is because it is substantially the same by which Abraham and David had been accepted before God. This is a testament of the quality of the doctrine and how it has remained virtually unchanged even today. Now, we have four more things to learn about to more fully solidify this subject. It should also be noted that the word betwixt is older English for the word between. As we outlined already with God, there is no middle state betwixt, between his favor and his wrath. Notice, with God it is a two-state issue. One either receives his favor or his wrath. There is no middle ground for us to occupy between favor or wrath. If one is forgiven their sins, one receives his favor. Yet, because we are saved of him, we only need to ask for his forgiveness when we sin. That forgiveness is immediately granted. Scripture assures us of this immediate granting of forgiveness. Peace is proclaimed in heaven between God and every justified person. Whatsoever the enmity between God and such a soul being taken away. This is why there is a difference between God's wrath and God's anger. As a parent, no such person expresses their wrath upon their child when the child misbehaves. Instead, they may well get angry, but do not get violently angry. A punishment that fits the disobedience may well be deployed. This, too, is much like the difference between God's wrath and God's anger. To the unsaved man or woman, God's wrath will be experienced for their sin. However, to the saved man or woman, unforgiven sin only invokes God's anger, not his wrath. As you can see, one only need ask God for forgiveness and his anger will no longer be toward the disobedient soul. If we offend him, we shall certainly fall under his frowns and chastisements and feel the effects of his heavy displeasure as an angry father! Exclamation point. 
Can you see the difference between being saved and unsaved? I hope you can see how stark the difference is between being saved of God and choosing to be unsaved. Now, the final point is this, that our reconciliation with God is settled upon a sure foundation by Jesus Christ. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus, that is, through him as a mediator between God and us. He made peace by the blood of his cross, that is, by his blood shed upon the cross. His meritorious satisfaction brought us into a state of peace and reconciliation, and his prevailing intercession keeps us in it. Have you read in your Bibles how Christ intercedes for us? If you haven't, know that he does. Know, too, it is in your Bible. Verse 2 continues the sentence from verse 1. Through whom we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of God's glory. A second benefit which flows from justification by faith is our admission to grace and favor with God. This is a privilege beyond the former. A traitor may be pardoned by his prince and yet not admitted into the presence of his prince, as Absalom's crime was forgiven, but he must not see his father's face. But by Christ's mediation, every justified person meets with divine acceptance. Yes, he is not only brought into a state of grace and favor, but he stands and abides in it. No sufferings from God, no sufferings from man for God's sake, no temptations, no tribulation nor persecutions can cause God to cast him out of his grace and favor. Having access by faith into it, he shall stand and abide in it. True. He may fall under his father's rod, but he shall never fall from his father's love. Through Christ, we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. From Expository Notes and Practical Observations on the New Testament by William Burkett. Mr. Burkett said a few things we should note further. He said, A second benefit which flows from justification by faith is our admission to grace and favor with God. This is a great description of how forgiveness of sins works, how God justifies us through forgiveness of our sins. Mr. Burkett said, this great comment. He said, A traitor may be pardoned by his prince, and yet not admitted into the presence 
of his prince, as Absalom's crime was forgiven, but he must not see his father's face. But by Christ's mediation, every justified person meets with divine acceptance. Yes, he is not only brought into a state of grace and favor, but he stands and abides in it. No sufferings from God, no sufferings from man for God's sake, no temptations, no tribulations, nor persecutions can cause God to cast him out of his grace and favor. Having access by faith into it, he shall stand and abide in it. Notice this great example based on how things once were. One in the human plane could be pardoned of an issue by their prince and yet not admitted into the presence of that prince. As Absalom's crime was forgiven, but he must not see his father's face. With God, our Father in heaven, it is so completely different. By Christ's mediation, Every justified person meets with divine acceptance. Yes, he is not only brought into a state of grace and favor, but he stands and abides in it. No sufferings from God. No sufferings from man for God's sake. No temptations, no tribulations, nor persecutions can cause God to cast him out of his grace and favor. Yes, like a loving father has to correct his child or children, so it is with God and his children. Once we are saved in Christ, the way our misbehavior is dealt with is more like a loving father deals with misbehavior in his children. Remember what our commentator said. No sufferings from God, no sufferings from man for God's sake, no temptations, no tribulations, nor persecutions can cause God to cast him out of his grace and favor. This may also suggest that once we are saved, we are always saved. As some of you find that hard to believe, it is true. This proves it. In closing, we should note also, faith is thus represented not as an act by which the soul can merit a reward, but only as a way by which it may gain access to favor. Pardon is a gift. Faith in the repenting sinner does not make him deserve it. It is only a necessary prerequisite to render him a proper object of its bestowal. It is very plain that a man cannot properly be forgiven for past rebellion against God unless he is now ready to turn to him with feelings of confidence and love. Faith is. Therefore, 
the preliminary to salvation, rendered necessary by the very nature of the case, not the merit by which salvation is earned. Thus it is, in the language of this passage, the mode by which we gain access to the grace wherein we stand. From John S.C. Abbott and Jacob Abbott, Illustrated New Testament, 1878. This portion of that commentary passage is important for us to fully understand. Pardon is a gift, period. That must be fully understood. We are not entitled to God's pardon for our sin. This is why we must sincerely ask God for our forgiveness. How hard is that to do? Why would one not want to be saved of Christ? Eternity is a long, long time to spend somewhere else. John and Jacob Abbott continue. Faith in the repenting sinner does not make him deserve it. It is only a necessary prerequisite to render him a proper object of its bestowal. It is very plain that a man cannot properly be forgiven for past rebellion against God unless he is now ready to turn to him with feelings of confidence and love. Faith is, therefore, the preliminary to salvation rendered necessary by the very nature of the case, not the merit by which salvation is earned. That should also explain why God's love for us is a gift. Remember what William Burkett said, the first blessed effect and sweet fruit of our justification by faith is peace and reconciliation with God. Pardon and grace go together and accompany one another, a sinner being discharged from guilt and thereby from his obnoxiousness to God's wrath, is instantly brought into a state of friendship and reconciliation with God. Next week, we continue our new series titled The Expectation of Justification, Part 2. Again, notice this verse portion from Romans chapter 5, verse 3, the first part of a larger statement when we get to it in our next episode. Not only this, but we also rejoice in sufferings, knowing that suffering produces Sufferings are a good thing? Sufferings actually produce something? Where is this going? To find out more, join us next week. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version.
We greatly appreciate our audience. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners, followers, and new listeners. Thank you all so much. We are very pleased to serve a diverse international audience. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched, an all-electronic, Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to Be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. Find our website at https colon forward slash forward slash the church of the unchurched.org. Please type the church of the unchurched as a single word with no hyphens or spaces in unchurched. Also, because we are on a very secure European server, be sure you type the lead HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash as it is required. Be sure you include it in any bookmark you make. This will prevent security load errors. Our site is mobile, tablet, and desktop compliant. Our site also has links to many of our podcast platforms under the podcast menu item. We are found on podcast platforms like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify, to name a few. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays, East Coast Time, USA. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Our RSS feed is syndicated on many popular podcast RSS feed platforms. Find us on a preferred platform to follow us as we continue to grow. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans chapter 8 verses 38 through 39. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.